episode of the Budget Cinema. Uh, my name is Ron. My name is Mike. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a very controversial film that came out in 1988. Uh, very, I mean, it, this this one was this was a hot button topic on a lot of uh, people's minds. Uh, the Great Outdoors, starring Dan Aykroyd. Uh, and John Candy. Uh, I'm gonna, real quick before we get going on the discussion part. I'm going to go ahead and run down a bunch of facts about the about the film. Uh, it was written by John Hughes, directed by Howard Deutsch, uh, released June 17, 1988, with a running time of 90 minutes and a budget of 24 million, and a global box office of 43.4 million, which is not that much. It, uh, the way if I know how movie studios work, it didn't make its money back, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: This was Annette Benning's film debut. And Wisconsin, the Peshigan, uh, Wisconsin, that where they went, um, was portrayed by Bass Lake, California, which is a small resort town near Yosemite National Park. Uh, and it was filmed over three weeks in October of 1987. So I'm not sure if Peshigan's real or not, but we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, the film has a 40% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a, a, sh- a shame. It's a shame, but it's a fun movie. And uh, we're going to talk about whether or not this film holds up. Uh, Mike, what do you think? I really do think it holds up. It's one of my favorites. It, it, people could say it's a guilty pleasure, I guess. But is pleasure is, if it gives something gives you pleasure, is it really guilty? Not really. Well, know. it's guilty of giving me pleasure. Oh, ah, great outdoors yeah. wears knee pads. Yeah. It's funny though because if, uh, at one point in the film, the the two uh, sisters discuss sitting on a uh, washing machine. There you go. <laughs> go find yourself a spin cycle. Yeah, go find yourself a spin cycle. The, the, the basis for the story of the, of the film is uh, John Candy and his family go up to Wisconsin to get away uh, on vacation. And uh, Dan Aykroyd and Annette Benning and those creepy-looking twins. Oh, my gosh. They are so creepy. Uh, come up. Uh, pull up in their Benz. Was it a Benz? Yeah, it was a Benz. Yeah, it was a Roman Craig. Oh, Roman. Uh, and uh, they put, come up there, and they just start wreaking havoc on everything, and he's tossing his weight around with this money and all this other stuff. And uh, I don't remember. Does he start start in on him to get the money from him right away, or does he wait? He waits. He kind of gets his hooks in. By the way, there's lots of spoilers if you haven't seen it. It's if you 19... haven't seen The Great Outdoors, there's something wrong with you because this is at, uh, 1988. That's how many years? A lot. Yeah, and I just looked, and it's on Netflix and on Prime free so you can just you can stream it yeah so pause this go watch it and then come back and uh listen to us spoil everything um that's uh wow it's on netflix and prime yeah so i mean it's it's one of those that you have to watch and you can go to walmart and buy it for five dollars i hey, guarantee i <laughs> love five dollars at, at walmart i picked up the entire lethal weapon collection for 750 and it actually uh came with uh a Digital download of uh, the first movie. Really? How yeah. long ago was that? Um, a week ago. Oh my gosh! I might have to go to Walmart. You, it might have to. They this have a lot this, of those. Like sometimes the... people bitch about like, oh, four movies. I'm not gonna have any bonus features. Who cares? It's fucking Lethal Weapon. It's a Shane Black picture. And we'll get into the nice guys somewhere down the road. Uh, I don't know if Mike, have you seen the nice guys yet? No, I have not seen the nice guys yet. And that just came out the theater, correct? Uh, a week or two ago. Yeah, it's it's a good film. Go check it out. Uh, it's definitely Shane Blackish, but we're here to talk about the great outdoors. Um, oh, this is that. Uh, would you would you say held the movie? Would you say it was John Candy or Dan Aykroyd? Oh, they're. That's actually really kind of tough. I like them both. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd plays a really really good asshole. He does. I mean, cause <laughs> that Roman Craig is one crooked son oh, of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> it, it, it's almost like you just watched the movie again. 
Yep, pretty much, right? I'm just going <laughs> to regurgitate lines. That's my shtick here. I'm that's just... the, exactly. That's the only reason he's here is to regurgitate lines from the great outdoors. Yep. Uh, some of the highlights from the film that I thought were funny was the uh, the bald-headed bear-ass bear. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that, that whole thing was pretty funny. Uh, the old 96er. Oh, jeez. I know, which was supposed to look like uh... – what was Paul Bunyan's up in uh, Wisconsin Dells? Oh, okay. You see, I've never been. I mean, I'm not a big steak eater, so when I saw that, all I saw was a bunch of uh, meat. Yeah. Granted, I love meat. Don't get me wrong, but steak, I'm just not that big on. Um, now, the whole reason that Roman Craig, that crooked son of a bitch, came up to see them in uh, fake Wisconsin uh, was because he's broke and he lost all his money on an investment. And uh, Chet, he you know, he goaded him, which is John Candy, by the way. Spoilers. Um, he goads him into giving him a check for twenty five grand. To, what is it to keep him afloat, or to, to and more to pay off the investment he screwed up on, or what? Well, he doesn't. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, this we're jumping ahead of the game just a little bit, but he basically tricked him into thinking that he was making an investment on something new, not covering his losses. Right, but but what I'm saying is, is that's what, what he ultimately needed the money for. So he was covering yeah. his losses. And what he does is, this is the best part. We're getting to the. We're getting, This is like the meat of the story. What it all leads up to. And yes, we're getting way ahead, but that's fine. Uh, there's no, um, you know, great outdoors talking guide. Maybe we should write one. I know. That'd be awesome. That's, yeah. Um, two people would buy it, us. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, basically he tells him that, uh, at their wedding, was it Roman's wedding or was it Chet's wedding? I forget. It was at Chet's, uh, Chet's wedding. He was talking to his father-in-law and said that Roman Craig is one crooked son of a bitch because Roman was in the bathroom and Chet's like, I don't remember. I must've been drunk. Um, but uh, it never happened. Never really did happen. No. No. Um, and that's, I mean, I don't know. That was that was quite a turning point, and it actually showed a lot of the depth in Chet Ripley. Yes. John Candy's character. Rest in peace. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what? I bet you that old 96 is what gave him the heart attack. Yeah. You know what? The funny thing is is that when he died, because he was uh, during the middle of, uh, was it Wagon's East? Yes. He was trying that classic. to. classic. He was trying to lose weight. And he's actually uh, trying to turn his life around. He wasn't into drugs or anything. And it's always a shame when you see someone that's not into drugs that passes away. Right, right, you know, right. I mean, not – okay. That sounds, sounds horrible. Not that if someone is on drugs that you want them to die. It's just, you know, it's 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 horrible when you see someone that was trying to change their life. Right. You know? It's a little more jarring if they're not if they're not on drugs. Like when someone like uh, – Phil Hartman gets yeah, shot yeah, by what his – What the hell? Yeah, Shot exactly. by his alcoholic slash drug-using wife, and he didn't touch a drop of alcohol or drugs in his life. Yeah, so see, I mean, that's, it's just <laughs> that's uh, yeah. yeah, not not cool. That's not cool. Now that we've brought it down, mm. you know, uh, let's bring it up to. The, let's talk about the raccoons for a second. Yeah, let's look. <laughs> let's talk about the raccoons. Were awesome. Uh, I I think they're probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, basically, uh, these raccoons will show up every night and they'll get into the garbage and they talk to each other through subtitles, and uh, they're kind of dicks. Yeah, they're kind of uh, yeah. It's just, yeah. I didn't expect to see that sort of uh, language out of a raccoon. I didn't think they had that vocabulary. And then Rocket Raccoon came out, and you're like, well, now I guess, yeah. I get it. It's their younger brother. Got it. Or yeah, older sure, brother. Or sure. father. Yeah, whatever. either way. I don't know. Either. Well, yeah. Well, when did Guardians first come out? 70s? Uh, he wasn't on the team. He debuted no, in I mean the 70s, the... but he wasn't on the team. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe. Distant yeah. Cousin? Distant Cousin. I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, that's, that's very di- – yeah. <laughs> now that we've gone on a horrible, horrible offshoot – Okay, yeah. so basically what's happening is that uh, Chet Ripley and his family, who is John Candy, go on vacation in the summer to a cabin in the woods. Not really, like, well, not a scary cabin in the it's woods. It's not, not Joss Whedon's cabin not in Joss the woods. Not Joss Whedon where it's the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, sorry if nobody's seen that movie. If, what's wrong with you if you haven't <laughs> seen that movie? Yeah, right? So exactly. I actually, I don't feel responsible if you have not seen that movie because if that's a big spoiler to you guys, then that's – well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, regardless yeah. of that fact, they yeah. were up uh, on vacation that they go every summer apparently. Yes, right? Uh, yeah, every summer. Every yeah. summer they go to this cabin up north, and it's part of a kind of a resort it looks like. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty booming uh, fake Wisconsin town. Yeah, right? For it, a fake Wisconsin For a fake town, Wisconsin, it's pretty, yeah, it's very pretty booming. Cool. Well, he likes to take his family up there, and they spend at least a week. And during this, Roman Craig and his family stop on up. In this that dirty son of a bitch. I know, right? Well, what, what does he drive again? Uh, I think it was a Mercedes. It was a Mercedes. Yeah, it was. It was a Mercedes. Lucky. The, Fuck. the soundtrack was actually pretty cool, too. Yeah, it was very, like, uh, Wilson Pickety kind of uh, 70s... Uh, Six, late 60s, early 70s. I don't want to say pop. Yeah, but John Hughes always has good soundtracks. Yeah, he does. But I mean, that's what, that's the thing about this, this is one of the <laughs> movies where it's it's good and you love it and everything, but you don't think John Hughes, you know, um, just like Baby's Day Out, which is a, a modern day classic. Oh my gosh, that movie is just amazing. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't get an Oscar nod. I'm very shocked that the uh, the baby didn't win something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know it was CGI for most of it, but. Uh... <laughs> Oh, All right, yeah, yep, the train has derailed. It has, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that bothered me about the movie. We're we're singing its praises here. Uh, some of the things that bugged me were um, the uh, supporting cast. Um, Candy and uh, uh, Aykroyd really carried the picture, I think. Um, oh, they did. But like, I, I didn't mind Annette Benning. She played a really good, I guess, stuck-up bitch. If you want to use, I guess that's the right term to use. She did, and uh, let's see, who was the other one? Uh, John Candy's wife was, uh, what's that? Was that Stephanie Farsi. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm actually looking it up on my phone right now. Because so. we're prepared. Because when I made notes for this, I was like, ah, who cares about anybody but John Candy and Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, or you know, Chris Young, the son. I don't even know what Chris Young's been in lately, but uh, one of the sons of Chet Ripley. Okay. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. Is the son. Uh, becomes enamored by this 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 townie, I guess is what you'd call her. I guess this local. Yes, he does. And when I was younger, I was like, "Hey, how are you doing? Are you working at a drive-in where I can get a burger?" Because I thought she was kind of hot. But uh, that whole subplot with the with the him falling in love with the the townie was kind of uh, I don't know. It, it felt forced. Like they needed to fill time. And the, the Tony was played by Lucy Deakins. Who has done so – gone on to do many, many Oscar-worthy things. I mean, yeah. I mean, her last uh, notable appearance was on Law & Order in 2002 for two episodes. Was it, was it SVU? Because if it wasn't SVU, it doesn't matter. Nope, it was just Law & Order. Eh, who cares? Yeah, so uh, – hmm. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but that whole thing just felt really shoehorned in. And, like, uh, there was the part where – um, he's, uh, Chet's eating the old 96er, fat and all, and, uh, he keeps looking at his watch, like he's supposed to have a date with her, and he misses the date, and then he tries to explain it to her, but she won't talk to him, and I felt that that was kind of like, you're really not going to talk to him over that, I mean, it's just not even his fault. I agree with you, and this is, this is the guy that goes on to go, uh, to, to appear in PCU, his name's Chris Young, he is the one that is enamored by, uh, Deacons. Yes, I don't know, uh... What else? PCU. Okay, yay. P- oh, you remember PCU. I've, I've never seen PCU. Oh, come on. It's I, have, a... I have this aversion to Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Jeremy, well, this is actually a good movie with a minute. You're a liar. 
I refuse is, to believe that there's a good movie with Jeremy Piven in this it. This is definitely a good movie with him in it. And it has uh, John Favreau is in it as well. Oh, well, now, is this like pre – obviously it's pre, uh, pre-Swingers or post-Swingers? Oh, uh, that's so a, this was 97, I think? Yes, 97, and this was 94, so this is pre-Swingers. No, then I don't care about John Favreau pre-Swingers. Yeah, uh, he's actually kind of funny in this. Did he play? If I remember correctly, I think I saw like the first ten minutes of the movie, and then it just t- turned me off when I saw Jeremy Piven. But doesn't he play like this big, like beefy kind of um, stoner? Yeah, like with dreadlocks. Yep. Like or shit locks, I guess, because they don't go past like his forehead. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they're they're horrible. <laughs> of course, they're horrible. They're. Uh... Oh, and I love how this great outdoors conversation has it's turned the... into one of. PCU well, and Jeremy Piven hate. Well, no, I like Jeremy Piven, and uh, you know John Favreau as well. I, I have nothing against him. It's just you know I was just saying that he's in another movie. Yeah. And before we get back to the great outdoors, if you uh, are enjoying this this podcast, I don't know why, but if you are, uh, head over to Patreon.com forward slash Ron for and you can uh, help support the show. Uh, the Patreon helps to uh, new equipment and uh, all sorts of stuff for videos and podcasts. It's a giant empire. Yeah, if you pay, we talk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so head over there, and uh, if you're enjoying this, please. It's only it, you can do it for as little as a buck a month. It can support the show, and uh, you get mentioned. So some of uh, the supporters right now are Becky Finnaith Stead. She's been a supporter since the word go, and uh, uh, Cinema Warriors XP. Uh, if you like movie riffing, that's kind of their thing. Oh really? So yeah, that's uh, definitely uh, check them out and thank you guys for supporting. Uh, and now back to uh, the bald-headed bear-assed bear. Uh, I that was one of the funnier moments of the movie. And th- there was a review I want I want to say it was L.A. Times that said that the only part of the movie that had any heart or was fun or uh, had any kind of energy was uh, Dan Aykroyd dancing during the credits. Really? Yeah, to Land of a Thousand Dances, and I don't see that at all i thought the whole movie there were parts of the movie that felt really kind of forced like the relationship with the the guy and and the uh, the townie and uh spoiler alert the twins falling down the mine shaft that kind of was like it was, it was almost um because if, it, let's put it this way okay if you have an issue with your brother-in-law you're not gonna have kids fall down a, a mine shaft you're gonna try and work this shit out normally you know it, that that was kind of felt like it was shoehorned in to be something that um you know forced the reconciliation i guess yeah but it also brought in the bear the fucking bear the bear which kind of brought everything together full circle full that's, circle from the beginning right. that's right and uh not only was the bear awesome but let's talk about the guy who got hit by lightning how many times Sixty-six. 66 times it wasn't at 67 during the course of this yeah in the head yeah, he uh, he had quite a stuttering problem after the uh, what was it sixty six strikes of lightning, and his hair was kind of like uh, striped. Was that it? a like a neo skunk thing you got going on there, kid? <laughs> <laughs> and that, and this I think honestly this might have been one of Dan Aykroyd's better performances uh, because he he really encapsulated the Chicago asshole. And now we're not saying that all people from Chicago are assholes, just most of them. Um, but we're not saying that they're not. True. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. Oh, why wow, you put me in these positions? Oof. Oofa. 
Um, so that was, uh, I think it was one of his better comedic roles. I mean, um, I don't remember him doing much drama, though. No, I really do think that he brought a lot to the character. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, that's the thing, is that even when I was, you know, 10 years old, I enjoyed it. And even now, I still enjoy it. And I'm going to watch it tonight, because... There's no new Bar Rescue, and um, uh, Preacher isn't new in for another couple of weeks. Well, didn't it just start? It did, but the thing about it is is they're, re- they're replaying the, the pilot like three times. And uh, we get uh, Talking Preacher with Chris Hardwick this week. Oh, oh. He's yeah. Got, he's got Talking Everything, doesn't he's, he? He's got Talking Everything. So what we're going to do is our next show is going to be Talking Hardwick, and we're just going to talk about him talking about other shows. That's a brilliant idea, actually. It, it really well, is. Talking hard. Ta- oh! Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> With porn star Misty Mountains. There we go. Ah. That's uh, That would be a, a good idea, I think. But, uh, but yeah, so Great Outdoors, it's, it's on Amazon and, uh, Prime, and it's on uh, Netflix. Um, what of the parts of the movie don't you think held up? Uh, let's see. The parts that really didn't work for me, God, I don't even know. Well, I mean, what what didn't hold up as like as time went by? I mean, because it was on for me, the movie was kind of on the cusp because eighty eight was this weird point where if you were rich enough, you could have the Zach Morris cell phone, you could drive the fancy car that looked modern, and you know things like that. And because they set the movie in the quote great outdoors, it was one of those things where oh, time is up apparently for us. No, um, it was one of those things where you can kind of pull it out of time. Yeah, really. It's I mean. You know, it's it's where it, it doesn't uh, it, it almost exists exists out of time because it takes place in the in the old and outdoors, um, and that's just you know how that works. Even the even the go karts I would have to say, are look pretty modern. And the and the um uh suck my wave the the, <laughs> the, the boat the yeah the jet boats I mean come on yeah uh, I don't know how many places still do the whole whole like eat ninety six ounces of steak. Oh come on, there is. I mean, was I'm the sure. Heart Attack Cafe has like I've never been to Heart Attack Cafe because I'm. I really can't verify. Don't trust me on this. Don't trust him place, on anything, really. There's some place that I believe is called Heart Attack Cafe, and they have a huge burger, and people have died. Oh, that's lovely. And uh, I would have done some research on that, but uh, I didn't know it was going to come up. <laughs> so and there it did. And it did. That's people died fan. for burger. People died for burgers and so forth and I mean, other types of food. I mean, it uh, must have been delicious. It had to have been. It had to have been. I mean, at least in, for their sake, I hope it was the best burger they ever had. <laughs> it, let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so. It was kind of like Once Upon a Time in Mexico type thing where, you know what? Hey, you just got to go kill the cook. <laughs> exactly. Just It's done. That's the best burger. Never have it again. Yeah, can't, nope. You got you to gotta, you gotta domestic abuse the, uh, the, the cook. See, I mean, that's why if like I was Johnny ever Depp's, cook in, a, you know, in an thing. old uh, Mexico town or a small Texas town, I would make sure that there was at least one thing wrong with the burger every time or, or the piece of food, maybe like a little hair, something like that. Like, you know. A pubic hair or just a regular hair? I, either or. Either. <laughs> I could reach inside my pants. I mean, you never I, know what you're going to get at I mean, the uh, Dinnerman Cafe. There's like <laughs> – here's the thing. Is I, I, I'm not too picky about that. You know, hey, whatever. Whatever works. I mean, it could be a hair from the floor. Oh, I probably have a pet dog or cat in the uh, kitchen too, just so there were some sort of health violations. Yeah, let's that way I'd never get killed by Johnny Depp again. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, I mean, he's doing a lot of his own beating in real life now, but is he? Is that you haven't heard that about that thing? Yeah, apparently there's wrong. some domestic dispute going on where he like a beat up beat up Amanda Heard, or Amber Heard, or whatever the fuck her name is. Huh. It's like first you bring co- dogs into a country you're not supposed to, and then you beat up on a hottie. What the fuck is your problem? Oh, that's right, you're in Kevin Smith movies now. 
Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, Tusk was so bad. I heard that it was the first hour was good, and then once he showed up, it went downhill. Well, my okay. Here, this is a bit of a, a offshoot, uh, but uh, I'm I'm one of those th- people that thinks that Kevin Smith kind of uh, he evolved past movies. Now he's a podcast guy, which is fine. If you find something that you're better at, um, go for it. And at this point, he's at a, I think he's at a point in his career where he's making movies for himself that are fucked up. Um, I mean, granted, Clerks and Mallrats and all that were, were for himself, but he looked at it from the big picture of, hey, this has got to be marketable to people. Um, whereas, you know, uh, yeah, now he's just making movies that are fucked up based on podcast shit starring his daughter. And Johnny Depp's daughter. And Johnny Depp's daughter. So it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing, but uh, and I can't I can't judge Kevin Smith now because I still get joy from his old stuff, and I still listen to his podcasts now. I used to have a big hate for him, you know, but now I'm just kind of I'm getting too old for this shit, pretty much. And uh, we're still talking about the great outdoors. Yes, we are. Um, we're still we're still here talking about the great outdoors. <laughs> little tangents off on, uh, on, on on fat Smith, as, as it I were. Completely don't even acknowledge what he just said. Yeah, I don't listen to anything I just, I'm just said. Kidding. I am not cutting that, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, hey, these are one and done, right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm in the farting chair too, right? Because it makes weird. Yeah, you're kind of freaky. in the farting chair. I'm, I'm, like, in the, keep... I'm in the molting chair because apparently, because I'm a fat guy and I sweat. The chair is, like, sticking to me, which is fun, I guess. But, yeah. Um, so, great outdoors. There's a, a whole lot of awesome in the uh, in the movie. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Netflix. What would you give it? Would you say it held up? I think On a scale of 1 to 10. Okay, we'll do it this way. I guess we'll do it this no, way. No, see, here's the thing. Is that are we classifying it as far as culture it being held up or just me personally? Because me personally, I give it a 10. Culturally, do you think it held up? Oh, no. Okay, but you think it held up as a comedy? Yeah, for me personally, comedy is timeless. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's if it's good comedy, clean comedy at times too, which is great. Yeah, I mean, even the dirty stuff in this film, it it comes off as pretty pretty clean. Yeah, so I mean, you're, I mean, to be honest, with you, a ten year old kid could watch this no problem and not pick up on the the, the adult jokes are, are 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 adult enough that only an adult would get them. Yeah, kind of like a Disney movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a, or a Marvel movie, I guess. I don't know. Or right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, how about yourself? How do you, how do you feel that it holds up? Culturally, maybe a little aspects of it do, um, but comedically it, it holds up, I think. Uh, but there's some comedies I don't think hold up. I mean, regardless of time, you know, comedy being timeless, I think some of them don't hold up. You well, know, uh, like they try, like they like if a comedy tries to be, uh, tries to be, um, uh. That's what I'm looking for. They try to be uh, culturally uh, culturally uh, relevant at the time. I mean, yeah, like a, like a South like South Park. There's stuff like well, they they since they put it out every week, um, you know, in six days or whatever, they can be their episodes can be dated. Um, you know, like when they do a whole like Medea at the center of the earth thing to somebody now, it's not really going to be. They're like Medea. Oh yeah, yeah, but. It's very. It can be dated, and this movie has moments where it's dated, like the the Zach Morris cell phone and uh, just things that they talk about, like uh, you know, sitting on the spin cycle. Yeah, the, in the suits that he was wearing. I mean, uh, very. Yeah, but the the the, the wardrobe. I mean, Chet's family was very um, middle America, outdoorsy type, but definitely 
uh, Roman and uh, Annette Benning's character and the kids were very kind of like, this is what rich people wear now. And that's not what they wear now. Yeah, it looked like he came right out of Wall Street. It does. It really yeah. – I was waiting for Michael Douglas to show up. <laughs> Greed is good. good. Right? It is. I mean – And I get cancer from eating vagina apparently. That's what he said. Not me. Apparently – I don't know if his doc- that's cleared by his doctor or what. That's – that's so fucked. That's it, really is. So uh, that's uh, that's what we got to say about great outdoors. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Let's Get It Ron. Are you on Twitter, Mike? I am. Yet? No. I'm kind of on Twitter ish. I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I don't understand Twitter. I I'm not a twit or a tweeter or a tweeter. Let's go with tweeter. A twit. I like twitch because that's funny because that's <laughs> double meaning. But yes. uh. uh I don't know. I haven't gotten into it. I do have an account. Oh, well, there you go. What's your account username? We'll get you next time. With the <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully, by the time you listen to this, uh, look for us on Facebook. Just look for the the Budget Cinema Podcast. Uh, I'll have a page set up before this goes up. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, is kind of like a pilot. It is, it is our pilot. It is our pilot. And I decided... Yeah, you know, we should probably keep it under a half an hour because that's about the time. People, well, how, you know. how long have we gone? Uh, we're uh, about 25 minutes in. So. Oh, so we got like four more minutes because you know what? We, we're just going to drag it. We have four minutes, but we don't have to use Let's the not, four no, minutes. No, 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 no. That's how good we are. No, no. Well, see, here's the thing is that if you if you back off four or five minutes now, then everybody's going to get used to it being under 30 minutes. No, you got to make them suffer for this. True, but I also have to put the opening credits on this too. Well, how long are the opening credits? About 30 seconds, maybe. There you go. So we still have about three minutes left. I'm guessing. Just kind of spitballing at this point. I'm just going to keep on rambling for another three <laughs> minutes and we'll keep on going. You know, let's talk about uh, some other classics that uh, – I do. Oh, but look, we should we should thank our, our, our gracious host, uh, Kevin, for lo- allowing us to uh, uh, record this in his – is this the living room, I guess? This is the li- – actually, and the funny fact about this, it's a movie fact. Oh, what's the, oh yes, this is, go ahead. No, this, will, uh, this will kill some time. This will kill some time. And brain cells. Uh, we uh, we filmed <laughs> a film here, actually, probably about two years ago. It's still in the process of being edited right now, but it will get there. Um, eventually. Eventually. It's, you know, low budget is always tough because, you know, you work, you know, full time and you try and get things done full time. So if there's somebody out there that wants to pay money to get it done, we can get it done. <laughs> Come on, folks. Make it happen. Yeah, I see the bottle of wine there. That was actually uh, – oh, the two bottles of wine, Coppola and the uh, Port. Oof. So how long have they been sitting there? Uh, probably a year, actually. No, two years. Well, they're kind of using like this wine – like Candles. candle things. Candle holders, yeah. Yeah, they're, so they're uh, not dirty. Well, that's not what we're saying. No, and it's not been open since then because there would be a lot of mold in there. But we are just saying that – They're sitting there. Fun little fact. I mean, I wish you could see it because it's really, it's really cool. The chandeliers – the uh, long banquet tables, the uh, 85-inch TV. Yeah, wow. the big, a big curved 85-inch TV. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. And, yeah, uh, we're really – this is really luxury. Yeah, we're about to watch The Great Outdoors, and there's uh, central air as well. Yeah, there's lots of central air. You know, like, <laughs> keep waving, interns, keep waving. Yeah, keep waving, interns. <laughs> That's what uh, interns are for, right? It really is. Manual labor. Have I stretched it out long enough? I think we're good at this point. We're good. Okay, we're good. well, thank you. We're good, yeah. So uh, be sure to look for us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Let's Get It Ron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Ron for tea. Donate if you like or not. Either way, we're giving you free entertainment. Yes. I guess this is entertainment. It is. I guess, yeah. All right, folks, we will see you next time. Enjoy your what? I, I don't know. 
and uh, I, it feels like almost like we should say something like uh, Chris does. You know, enjoy your burrito. No, don't bring but, him up. Know, well, dirty, I don't know. That dirty bat. Oh, I oh, know. I'm, I know. Here we go. This this is our official our official sign off for the Budget Cinema Podcast. Are you ready? Go find yourself a spin cycle. Boom. <laughs>